All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So for today's topic, I want to talk about Asian love versus Asian hate. And uh, (laughs) I'm going to explain how I got into wanting to talk about this, not necessarily because of what I've seen in the news, but um, because of what I've seen in in my real life journey and come face to face with and um, how I've been received and, you know, just all of it. You know, uh, I think for the most part, the Asian presence on our culture in America uh, is very strongly felt, but we have no voice really to uh, uh, the Asian culture. And then you start to wonder, like, why is there no voice? Well, A, is it because we haven't been listening or B, because we've been exploiting everything we can to make our tax dollars and make ourselves feel better when we're hungry or when we, you know, want to laugh with stereotypes or we think we're, you know, above par as a fighter and choose martial arts or we thirst and lust after these women. So (laughs) it's like, where, where do we really have the chance to sit down and discuss these finer, upgraded, deep and, and evolved uh, uh, mindsets when we're doing all, we're doing all that other stuff, the extracurriculars. <laughs> um, so the way I got into this was, uh, like my why statement. So I'm just sitting, you know, kind of in this local common area and one of the local colleges, um, you know, not too far from me. And, uh, what I had noticed uh, was at the gym. This is before I had my daughter. Um, now I have a home gym. <laughs> before I had my daughter, uh, I used to go to the gym nonstop. You know, it, it. You know, what are we working? Back, chest, arms, legs. You know, because I got little chicken legs, so I had to work on those nice calves. You know, I had to round them out so I look like a a regular human, a regular athlete. So I'm going to the gym. You know, I've been married. You know. Uh, at this point, about seven, eight years, you know, me and the missus, we've got a nice little flow. We go to the gym together. I go to the gym by myself. We know those days, the ins and outs. And really, we're at the gym kind of working out and like pointing and like <laughs> not not laughing at people, but like, hey, that's the, you know, that's Pocket Hulk. And oh, yeah, he used to probably be a, a hooper. And, oh, yeah, she probably used to play softball. And we're pointing and looking at people. I'm sure they were doing it to me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's probably like a football player or something. Not realizing, like, this is like the biggest I've ever been in my life. I just I just want to look good for my wife. So, you know, it's like I'm a man. Like, I I don't need people to fear me, but I don't necessarily need people to look at me and think I could push this guy over. So we'll, we'll get into more of that macho man complex and all that. But. We're looking around, and my wife doesn't say anything about it, but I noticed there was about four or five uh, uh, Asian young ladies that came in and about five or six Asian young men. And I knew they were young because I'm just, I'm looking at them. I'm like, man, like, where'd these guys come from? Like, I, I really haven't seen many, like, Asians in one place 
uh, you know, other than like high school, because at my high school, we saw everybody. And um, I'm like, wow, like they're really in this gym working out. And like due, due to stereotypes, I just thought as far as working out, only time you see other than uh, Michael Chang, six pack shortcuts, only time you really see Asians like working out is like an extreme case, you know, like a like a bodybuilder or, you know, maybe like an NFL or NBA athlete. But like the weight room, I'm like, isn't that like taboo? Isn't that like forbidden? You know, does, doesn't that go against Tai Chi and the karate and samurai code and the, the fluid motion of the body? Well, we're in America. <laughs> so when in Rome, right? I mean, they don't look at me and see a black man and and ask me why I'm not doing like tribal dance or, you know, some Shaka Zulu spear dance, rain dance to a fertility goddess. Like they're not asking me all those questions. You know, they don't know where I'm from. I don't know where they're from. They, they could have been raised in, in Cali. So I start to notice these kids going to the community college and walking, you know, probably like half a mile uh, uphill to come work out. I'm like, wow, like this is really cool. And some of the boys, like I noticed some of the kids, like I'd like give them a, you know, a, a what's up, you know, hey, what's up, you know, how you doing? You know, we kind of acknowledge each other in passing. And like some of these dudes were like taller than I am. So once again, Asian stereotype of everybody being like Bruce Lee and shorter, being like Jet Lee and Jackie Chan. Mm, wrong. That's not everybody. <laughs> so fast forward to the election fast forward to what we're seeing in this asian hate fast forward to now this is like five and six years later and uh these kids that were all over the place in in a college space open just chilling in the local lounge i'm in there just you know, using that free Wi-Fi, these kids that were normally spread out and in leisure, comfortable and having a good time are now just kind of isolated to one corner. And I'm in that corner with them because I'm, you know, trying to stay away from everybody and be about my business, isolated and focused. And they're just kind of mashed up in the corner with the shade where it's kind of closed off and I'm like this doesn't fit something's changed here and then it hit me I'm like man are these guys like afraid of some backlash are they afraid of some you know confrontation because especially if you know the the more <laughs> the more midwest you get the more inland you get like I hate to say it other than the south you know, it is more racist. And, you know, I mean, you got the South and the Midwest. I mean, I want to say they're two of the most racist maybe places in America. I mean, you go to the coast, East and West Coast is so multicultural. Um, you have to learn how to discern. You have to learn how to adapt. You have to learn to compete. And you have to you have to learn how to love a little bit different. Like your your scale of of humanity is so much higher because you're dealing with so many different types of people. You 
you really don't have time for racism and um, all those other crazy things because there's so many people to deal with. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I was really hurt by this, just noticing that over time, now I, I want to say like pre-COVID, I would drop by and just kind of chill, hang out in some of these areas and, you know, just kind of have a good time. Because, um, you know, I, I like to keep myself kind of young. I'll go plop down and, you know, if I'm on my way home trying to use, you know, the internet, Wi-Fi really quick and it's loud noise at the house. It's always been fun, you know, to stop by, you know, the local common area or like a, a coffee shop. Um, but I just kind of noticed loosely like a change in not just behavior, but a change in isolation. And that really bothered me. I'm like, where's all this hate coming from when like, we never expressed our love? You know what I mean? Like, where, where was the Asian love in the beginning? Like, we've got all this sushi, all this Chinese, all this history of martial arts. We got Cobra Kai, Karate Kid. Um, there's like 90, maybe 90 <laughs> across the city, 90 karate taekwondo dojos led by and 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 taught by some white or black man or mexican man and it's like where's the love for these asian people just just as a whole so it's like are we just supposed to use them for stereotype to laugh at are we just supposed to use them for their martial arts uh, uh you know abilities and just take that off of them like it's a tool set at menards you know, and oh, well, these Asian women, Lord knows these, these American men are thirsty, lustful, always ready to, you know, screw somebody. But look, look at those submissive Asian women. Now that we've got porn and, and anime and all this, it's like, where was the love? You know what I'm saying? Where, like, how, how do we go so quick to the hate? And then... I mean, I mean, this is really going to tell on us really quick, but like there is a difference. If, if you all don't know the comedian Joe Coy, Joe Coy is like one of my top five. <laughs> Joe Coy is Filipino and he he does a, an amazing breakdown. I've seen him in person. Um, I fell in love with his comedic genius uh, way back in like 2006, 2007 when he was uh, on Laugh-A-Palooza with Jamie Foxx. And um, he breaks it down very eloquently. The difference in tone, sound, and style of the Asian communities. And like it, it gives you a peek in and a window in if you didn't know, um, so that you can be a little bit smarter. Because if you go to the continent, continent of Africa, where there are many countries in Africa, I mean, Nigeria and South, South Africa are not the same. Those Northern African countries and Central African countries, the Senegal and Ethiopia are not the same as like Liberia and Morocco. They're not the same. You cannot look at one and say it's the other. I dare you to go to Ireland and then go to Germany and expect it to be the same people because they're white. I dare you to go to France 
<laughs> France and then go to Russia and think that those people are the same because they're white. <laughs> so, you know, there is a difference. If you're talking to uh, Filipino, if you're talking to Korean, if you're talking to China, if you're talking to Japan, if you're talking to Mongolia uh, or a Southern Asian, like you, you need to know the difference. You can't just open your mouth and just uh, uh, assume or guess, you know, who we're talking to. Like there is a difference. So, I mean, would you yell go Patriots to somebody wearing a Steelers jersey? Would you, <laughs> you know, would you yell go Tar Heels? To somebody wearing a Duke jersey, or let's let's make it even more personal. Would <laughs> would you put a Biden sign out on somebody's yard when you know they're voting for Trump? <laughs> you know. So I, I and, and I mean here here here's what I'm saying. My experience and what I've seen. There's only a few, I want to say a few things that put us into Asian experience. So here's the thing. Like, look at Ashley Madison. Look at, like, all the porn. Look at the Instagram girls. Look at, like, all the stuff that is popular sex-wise in America. Um, it's so popular that there's almost like a... a, a, a inverse like a deep introspective uh, uh, path now where people aren't just uh, looking at sex for the sexual pleasure like now people are trying to redefine it and find the healing properties of sex the emotional and mental properties of sex like there's so much sex to where now people have have went internal with the sex like male and female like you usually think the male energy goes in and the female energy receives well now we found a way to mentally emotionally and health wise do both <laughs> like that's where people are sexually but where i've come to see the asian experience as an american as an african-american man is we look at the asian women for their sexuality the, the high uh, high tone and resonance in our ears, the the martial arts culture, we we completely take all of the violent damaging properties, but fail to acknowledge the wisdom and the growth that Mr. Miyagi is teaching that all of the great masters are teaching. It, it, it's really not about who can I beat up, more or less, how do I want to grow and evolve? I mean, the, the dude is trimming a bonsai tree, a tree. N nothing, <laughs> nothing shouts growth more than plants. <laughs> and then the last thing is the stereotypes. Let's just laugh at these little Asian guys, these nerdy little Asian guys, not realizing all the true brutes and the running backs and the macho men are still in China. All the businessmen are who we see coming over here. So that's why they might be a little bit nerdy. They might be a little bit different when they come, you know, fresh off the boat. And if you've never watched the shows that we have out here, that fresh off the boat show is genius. ABC gave you a couple gems. 
They gave you Blackish. They gave you uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, they gave you, uh, what's the other, the Goldbergs. ABC is just dropping all these gems on you. And, and a lot of people didn't see it because they're like, ah, that's, that's not for me. Which, okay, it's not for you. But when the time comes and somebody's checking your report card and they're looking for Asian love, did you at least try? Did you at least uh, 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 look to see, you know, if, if you could learn and grow a little bit past lust, martial arts and stereotypes? Like, just why? Like, wh why would that be the only way we want to uh, interact with these people? Why would that be the only way we want to make money and interact with these people when there's so much more? Just look at the culture. I mean, like the bonsai tree. That's all I'm saying. So, I mean, it's time for an alliance. You know, I, it's time for the the soul food. Like, like bring the 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 cream corn, bring the green beans, bring the greens. Bring the fried chicken, bring the watermelon, bring the barbecue, bring a beer, uh, uh, bring the egg rolls, bring the sticky rice, <clears throat> bring the sushi, you know, bring all the dishes. Let's meet in the middle. It's time for an alliance. Um, th the thing that was kind of hard for me was watching the 30 for 30 for Bruce Lee uh, be like water. And... Um, I, th I thought I knew Bruce Lee. Like, I thought I embraced everything I needed to learn about Bruce Lee until finding out he's a lot more like me than the the quick Jun Fan, uh, uh, Wing Chun, uh, I'm going to create my own MMA dominant fighter that, you know, I, I had chosen to see him as. Like, he was a dancer. And in the, uh, the 77 episodes on Netflix that they aired uh, for his TV show, they were very specific in, in taking their time and sharing with us. This dude was a dancer and got his butt whooped by a British kid named Blair that was just a, a superior boxer compared to him. And Blair just whooped his tail. You know, Blair just kind of mopped the rug with him. Blair thought he was a better dancer, a better fighter, and a better candidate for, you know, the lady that they were both trying to dance with. And Blair just whipped his tail. He just didn't like Bruce. It was clearly racism. So, <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 wait. This dude is a dancer? Which explains why all his camera shots and why his moves were so uh, unique and photographed so well. Is because like he understood choreography, and that's why you have Darren DeWitt, the dancer. Uh, he was actually in the movie Tekken, um, playing Raven, uh, the martial arts ninja that kind of looks like Blade with cornrows. Um, and then you have he also played in um, Express as Jim Brown because as a dancer, you know where every foot is supposed to be, <laughs> you know where every you know core, the hips, everything's supposed to be. And like a dance, martial arts is that. It's a coordinative internal, external activity. It's just as deep philosophically as it is with damage and the effects that may last for a lifetime in a fight. So 
Bruce Lee's 30 for 30 really shook me up because I was going through like a whole Bruce Lee thing at that point. And there's a segment where they're explaining how, in a nutshell, uh, they're trying to build up the West and build the railroad systems. And this was, I want to say, right after the Emancipation Proclamation. So about, you know, 1860s, 1870s, you got all these freed slaves that have been now maybe two and three generations of just hard work. So you've got nothing but LeBron Jameses out here. And they're pretty much fearful and docile because they want their freedom, but they don't in any way want to rattle the cage and be thrown back into slavery, be taken back. They know they're free, they're free. But here you have these Asian workers, you have these men of China that are quiet and hardworking that no one can connect with. And so there was strong racism at that point, strong racism on the Irish. They had better beer. They outnumbered the typical, I believe, uh, uh, new American family. So they had better beer. They were outnumbering the status quo in just the ratio. And then they were super Catholic. And they're like, we got away from this. This is what we wanted to get away from. Now they want to come over here and have better beer outpopulate us and bring us back into Catholicism? No, no, no. So the Irish were the black people for about a hundred years. Then when we started to see this influx of Asians trying to work and trying to make things happen and, and do better, I said, hold on. We better partner up with these guys that kind of look like us because these Asians are doing very strategic work. They're working, they're getting it done. We don't understand them. We don't know them. They're kind of difficult. Just a failed connection. Failed failed communication. No, no bridge being created at all. And instead of befriending the Chinese, everybody hates on the Chinese. They make jokes. They call them names. And now what, what was um, Irish and Black hate is now Asian hate. I mean, like I said, this is like 1870s, 18. This is far back. So I'm like, and if you look at the characters, all this stuff is there. <laughs> and I remember seeing David uh, Kalu Kaluuya um, from Get Out and Black Panther. Like he's this, this blown up actor now. Everybody knows his name. And somebody asked him, like, well, what do we need to do to get rid of racism? What do we need to do? So he was like, I, go talk to you. You. He's like, the Asian, the black people, the Irish people did not create the racism. We've received it. So now that I'm watching all this Asian hate, I'm like, <laughs> man, <laughs> At, at no time have I ever walked through the mean streets of, of anywhere fearing that an Asian man is going to harpoon me with a chopstick, is going to dance, dance revolution and kick me in the throat. Like, I, I grew up loving Mortal Kombat. At no time did Sub-Zero or Scorpion jump out and try to, you know, kill me. All this Asian influence, Ken, Ryu, like... 
Nobody ever jumped out and said, how dare you uh, uh, defamate and disrespect my martial art. I got to break your bones and, and break you down. You, ch you, you chocolate, worthless, uh, degenerate of a slave. Like no, no one Asian has ever given me any hate or any, any, anything. And yeah, it is a little bit binary to just make it one or the other to say it's black or white. But like for the purpose of right now, I, I mean, because of what happened in prisons, there's like black and Mexican stuff going on. But like, I, I don't know. I, I've never seen it. I've never seen just a bunch of uh, widespread in the news, like Asian uh, terror. <laughs> so when I'm watching this, uh, you know, Bruce Lee 30 for 30, I'm like flabbergasted and blown away because I'm like, this, this can't be real. And then because of the war, because of like World War Two, uh, you know, now just where we were with Japan, um, they're accepted and taken in easy, but the Chinaman is not. And if you watch the Chinese connection, Bruce tries to speak to this. If you watch It Man with Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen tries to speak to this and how they were not just overtaken and dominated, but it was like bad. Like really bad. To the point where when you move in and take over somebody's territory, move them, kick them out of their homes... Like, that's much worse than anything we've seen in America or on American soil. Like, that's rough. That's hard. Like, mass evictions? And then just, I mean, I, I, I do get what's at the border. I understand what's at the border. I understand ghetto. I understand projects, Section 8. I do understand that. But, like, ugh. Rough. So... To just see these people treated horribly at different times in history, and now it's just Asian hate as a whole. Like, come on now. And then you've got uh, uh, Joe Coy going to perform, and it's like, like I hate to say it, but like, if we're in the Midwest, am I just gonna see Asians in the audience? Like, is are we are there? Will anybody dare to step step out of their blackness? For a moment and say, hey, I'm black. We've got struggle. We've got stuff going on, too. But can I go and enjoy this show and spread some love? I definitely want some love back. But can I just go and, and give a little bit of love and have a little bit of fun and watch this show? Or, hey, I'm white or I'm Mexican. We've got our own things going on. But here's a good comic with a good message and a great show. Can we go at least have some fun with them? You know? So, like I said, there's time for an alliance. We need to bring all our stuff to the table and have some fun. And, like, my cousin, he married a beautiful uh, Japanese woman. Um, he had done foreign exchange for years. And we had, like an idiot, I was a kid, like an idiot... We had all the finest sushi at our house for Thanksgiving and I didn't eat it. 
Because what was I doing? What was I doing? Typical American. And I don't know what my parents were saying at the time, but this is like the 90s. So I don't even know if like in the Midwest, if we were really going to grow that much. But here these kids are, you know, coming over. I'm telling them about track and field and how well I've done and then asking them questions. And they're dropping knowledge on me about what it takes to become a black belt in karate. And I'm like, oh, well, you just do this and do that. They're like looking at me like they don't understand because they're like, well, you have to go through this and this and this and this and this. And when the time is right, I'm like, the time is right. I thought you just work for a belt. <laughs> so, yeah, like it's time for an alliance. Bring all your stuff to the table. Like, I don't understand what this let's go to my corner, let's go to your corner, and we won't talk to each other thing is all about. And, and and one of the also other places where I believe this alliance is happening is I watched the show 911 and Chimney um, is just doing a phenomenal job in that show. And as an Asian man, typically when I'm looking at my shows and I see an Asian man show up, Nine times out of ten, you want to see him do martial arts. Like, you can't let him get off the show without seeing him do martial arts, right? Or he's got to have some kind of great wisdom. Like, why? Like, why can't he just be a firefighter? You know, and his name is Kenneth Choi. So, Kenneth Choi, I think I saw him in Captain America... I saw him in Sons of Anarchy. Like, he was a lot heavier in Sons of Anarchy. And I'm I'm thankful to have this experience to see him because he's really grown on me in this show. Like, he wants to be a firefighter. He wants to be a dad. He wants to save the day. He's got to go through PTSD. He's got, like, all these crazy things he's been through. And, like, there's no reason to judge him. You have to be an idiot or completely closed-minded and not see him and not see what he's got going on, not just as an actor, but as a person. Like, he's an evolved dude just as a person. Um, So they take everything that would be martial arts and that deep, insightful wisdom that we see from that grandmaster or uh, Shang Tsung or, (laughs) you know, Mr. Miyagi, and they put it in his character to make it real time. Like, what would that look like in a real, real time environment, American environment? They just serve it up to you in gobs and gobs of of chim of chimney. So it's time for an alliance. Now the truth is, if you look at most um most black neighborhoods, here I am talking about an allowance, um, but most shops just want to take black money. They don't want to get to know black people. That's hard. That's hard. Like, if you think about America, everybody's here for a reason. Um, you're either here for business or slavery. Uh, business or slavery if you were not, you know, white. Um, if you're not white, you came to America for either business or through slavery. And in black neighborhoods, I mean, we're still a, a very strong remnant of everything that went wrong. And here we can bond with a people that are not white and they just want our money. <laughs> so they want the money, but not the relationship. And that's hard because, yes, we are so different. There might be some speaking barriers, some religious barriers. 
um, some cultural barriers, the way we cook food, the way we speak to our kids, the way we value things, but that's all the more reason to learn from one another. There are so many advantages in just listening to people's story. So I don't know what everyone's perspective is before they come over, but the perspective on black people as a, you know, <laughs> the perspective on black people, as Dr. Umar points out, I absolutely love the way he breaks down history, could really care less about his personal feelings on stuff. <laughs> Dude, he's a pretty fun, um, pretty fun and, and pretty accurate in his history. Um, but he just calls it out and says that, you know, most Asians are exactly like white people, conservative, blaming black people and moving the same way economically. Now, I've seen this to be true. But then you have like friends and like family and people that you love that completely abolish and smash that stereotype. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you can find all these examples of, you know, the areas where people <clears throat> aren't working well together or are just really just not doing what we should be doing as people. But then you can find like people like in my family where people are finding, they're just finding a way. Usually it's love. I'll just go ahead and say it. Usually it's love. And because of that, there's like a frequency or some kind of like, it's like this humming angelic tone where more of it comes my way. Like, oh, you love Asians? Oh, okay, come over here. We got something for you. You hungry? Eat. <laughs> and it's like the the frequency of love really quenches all the fiery darts of racism, culturism, misogyny, all this. Just the frequency of love brings such a great understanding to where, hey, you guys are just here to take our money. But then when that owner's daughter falls in love with a white boy, a black boy, a Mexican boy, and they have kids, now we're family, aren't we? So we better find a way to get along because that kid is proof of our existence together in love, even if it was only for five minutes or half an hour or whatever you guys want to claim for each other. So that child is proof that we came together in love, even if it was just lust. That's what the creator created us for, is to be able to do that, to continue. So, it's time for an alliance. Now, <laughs> let's talk about the big bad wolf. So, people keep always talking about China and Russia and the bombs and the missiles and Kim Jong-un. And <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it... it the, the older I get, the more all this just seems like a really bad movie where, uh, uh, like in Ghostbusters, all the fear just reanimates the slime that keeps everybody doing all kinds of horrible shit to each other. And, you know, pardon my French, but it's like, let's just be as mean and isolated and, and confrontational and not understand each other. Uh, let's just be as difficult as we possibly can and not understand each other 
so that we can fuel this machine that just will destroy us all together. <laughs> let's use everything. Let's use religion. Let's use color. Let's use uh, 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 size. Let's use, oh, you're a man. You can't listen to a woman or you're a woman. Don't ever trust this man. Let's use anything we can think of to divide and separate all these people. Well, hey, you're going to hell because you don't worship Jesus. You don't know peace because your chakras aren't aligned. You don't know the you don't know Allah because you worship that paganism and nastiness and this, that, and the other. It, well, you don't know respect and you don't know discipline because you Americans just want to run off and do this and do that. Like we just criticize each other so harshly, wholeheartedly. And give no one the benefit of the doubt to actually understand that not knowing is maybe one of the greatest components of, of our humanity. And not knowing should be the thing that makes us maybe bond together a little bit better because separate, we've <laughs> like, what have we actually done to increase humanity? with all these demographics as separate as we could possibly be. So the bad guys are buffing up. <clears throat> if anything, we prove that it's not any Terminators or any Matrix Agent Smiths that we need to be afraid of. It's the people in the mirror. That That's, it's sad. So, you know, when it was Irish, you know, so it was Irish that were the problem just before the Asians were growing. And it was the Indians when when the Mexicans were growing. <laughs> so it's like we, we conveniently find this alliance with the Irish because the Asians were growing. We conveniently find this alliance with Indians, more docile and chill, relaxed people. So long as you're not terrorists, when the Mexicans are growing. Now that the Asians are growing <laughs> and the Mexicans and the black population, it's like, okay, we got to, we got to figure something out. Let's, let's grow into something and make sure we get this treaty signed, <laughs> you know, so we're good with, with a certain people. Like all these rebounds, these, uh, Second, I don't want to say second class, but they're all just so reactionary. Instead of just working on quality relationships, and I really want to call some people out, instead of just working on some quality relationships, we just take jabs at each other. We, we won't sit down and, and listen and actually listen, which is what a doctor and a scientist must do to improve something. Must do. A lot of people think that singing is such a, a difficult and hard talent and task. But really what you need to do is control three things. You need to control how you hear the music. That's number one. Number two, you need to know music and know the scale, know the notes, where you need to be. So you got to hear it, 
You've got to know where to go. And then number three, you've got to control your body. There's your throat. What you eat can actually damage the throat. You can't, you can't be in all that dairy. You've got to be hydrated and let that throat be smooth like an instrument. The more stuff you put in there that it, it, that it does not use well will clog it. Then you've got to control your air. You got to control how you breathe. You got to take care of yourself. So you've got the air and then the throat that you've got to take care of. You got to hear it better. You've got to know it better. And you've got to use your body better. That's music. That's singing. That's the song. So you've got to improve those three things, your body, your mind, and your ear. You've got to improve those three things. But at no time can you just kick open the door and sing your way. Like you're not going to out sing Beyonce just because you, you think you know music better. She's got all three of those things working at a high top level. You're not going to out sing Beyonce or Christina Aguilera or Whitney Houston or any of these top stars. They've been doing it on such a high level where even if you are better than them, <laughs> Now you've got to work into the business, the business mode of that, the business ear, the business mind, the business body. So we've got so much listening. We've got so much stuff that we need to key in on to where this Asian hate is a, a direct byproduct of all the things that we haven't gotten right in other cultures and other communities, specifically American culture. So the reason why it's so easy for us to hate somebody is because we probably haven't learned love the right way. And, and, and this is something that was really deep and hurtful for me when I realized, wow, like if you just go look at traditional Africa, just regular Africa, it's just a bunch of skinny dudes running around naked, just dancing and, and doing all kinds of fun stuff. It's not a bunch of poor, starved people. Like, that's either from invasion or, <laughs> or a curse, <laughs> which a lot, of, a lot of countries have them. It just looks a little bit different when you've been invaded more. Like, that really messed me up. Like, if you just go look at what regular traditional Africa is, it's just a bunch of people dancing around naked. Now, do they have a lot of wealth and, and jewels and all that? Yeah, of course, but that's probably why they were invaded so much. Uh, there's no thugs and criminals and all that over there. And, and it's crazy because of these harsh realities and these harsh times what happens to these people over time is, yes, that, the thug, the, the, all this. When you put them in such a horrible environment or horrible scenarios, now I'm going off on another tangent, but this Asian love should be a thing that we should have embraced so, so long ago. And if anything, the reason why we're seeing Asian hate now more than ever is because that hate was there this whole time. And we should have embraced them and loved them. It should have been one with them a long time ago. Just because you see someone Asian does not mean that that woman needs to be your sexual uh, conquest. 
Just because you see someone Asian does not mean that this dude is a black belt in martial arts. What if he just wants to be smart and play video games and do all the stuff you do? And just because I see an Asian man doesn't mean he's some caricature of pretty and pink. What's happening, hot stuff? Like, just because I see somebody Asian doesn't mean they automatically fall into my entertainment. They're not there for my entertainment. Could it be that this person is just a person? Does every black person have to be an athlete or a rapper or a thug? Does every white person have to be a porn star? <laughs> Does every white person have to be uh, the, the version that we see on 16 and Pregnant? Does every white person have to be the villain or a, a serial killer in a movie? It's like, it's not fun to pass that on to anybody. So don't pass it on to me. All right, you all. I love you all. Hope you love me back. Please spread more Asian love, more black love, more white love more brown love. Please just spread more love. We we really need to focus on that. If anything, this, this time period has proven to me that we are the poorest and the worst in our history with actually showing that we care about people, we can listen to them, and we love them. All right, y'all. I love y'all. Hope you love me back. Please like, love, and share all these messages. I'll see you soon.